0: so you're probably asking yourself how to successfully grow a facility management company in today's digital age while still remaining profitable you know that marketing should probably be in the mix but you may not know the best approach the newest strategies or which digital platforms market on so how do you use marketing to grow your effort business today that is a question and this podcast will give you the answers my name is Javier Lozano Jr., and welcome to the Facility Management Marketing Podcast. What's everyone? Ugh. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode. Uh, I'm your host, Javier. If you're a first-time listener, thank you for listening to this podcast. If you're a longtime listener, thank you for listening to this podcast. For my first-time listeners, uh, you know, to kind of give you a little uh, rundown of who I am, I'm Javier. I'm, I'm the uh, the host of this podcast. I've been in the facility and property management industry. Uh, for a few years, and uh, I, I, I've done some pretty crazy stuff uh, in the marketing side of the facility world, stuff that is being unrecognized because I'm doing it from behind the scenes. And so, I also am the CMO for a technology company in the vehicle wrap space, which is very, very similar to facility and property management. Okay, and I say that because our demographics are almost like identical. All right, um, and so with that. I take a lot of my teachings and learnings that I've actually gone through um, as CMO at Ratmates and I kind of share them here, okay? And so I I do that there and then I also do like a lot of my teachings and learnings from like me working with customers or me building out strategies in the facility and property management industry and I share all that information to everybody, okay? And then I also tell about my journey, about things that I've worked on that have actually been successful, things that aren't very good and all that. So I... I use this podcast as a way to documenting what has been going on over these past several months. And so this podcast was launched in January of 2022, okay? And my whole goal and my whole purpose of this podcast is simply to give. I want to grow the facility and property management industry as big as possible and influence it, and I want marketing to have a seat at the table of leadership, Because there are so many facility companies and property management companies that there is, and and if you're this person, I'm not knocking you, but marketing is wrapped up under sales and it's like the VP of sales and marketing. Oh, well it's the same thing so we'll just throw that in there. No, 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 no. Marketing is its own department. It's its own strategy. It's just like finance, okay? You don't have like the VP of sales and finance or you don't have like the VP of finance and operations. So why is marketing getting bucketed into this whole like area of like you know underneath sales? It should be its own thing. They deserve their own seat at the table. All right? And I'm going to keep saying that in in different episodes, okay? And so I want everyone to get this that my my whole goal is to simply give enough details and information on how to properly market your facility and property management company to where you're like, fuck, man, this is really, really working. This is amazing. These strategies really work. And you know what? We probably should be making some changes to our organization and getting a VP of marketing or a CMO um, for our facility company to lead the strategy. Okay, and you feel like, "Well, I can't afford that, Javier." There are also fractional options. Like that's something that I do. I can come in as a fractional CML as well too. I'm not trying to pitch you. I'm just simply telling you don't be hindered by like, "Well, we just don't have the budget." You don't have the budget or you don't want to. That's two different things, okay? So I, I, I that's, that's, and you're like, man, this guy came out hot. I know I came out hot on this. I don't know why. I'm sorry. Because that's not even the topic of today's uh, um, podcast. The topic of today's podcast is um, you shouldn't be taking your sales team feedback as like all, like, as like the, the gospel, if you will, um, and, and, and make it influence all of your marketing strategies. All right. You should not be taking all of your sales team's feedback and make that all of your marketing strategies. I'm not saying their feedback is, is bad. I'm not implying that. I'm simply saying don't take all of their feedback. What you wanna do is you wanna learn how to pick and choose what works and what doesn't work, okay? So sales and marketing, you guys need to be together as a team, all right? But this is what this is how I kinda of look at it. It's like a football team, all right? Sales is the offense and, and, and marketing is the defense or vice versa. Sales is the defense and, and marketing is the offense. It doesn't really matter but you're 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 both on the same team you're both looking to win you both have key goals that contribute to the success of that company but how you approach them both are differently on defense you're trying to stop the other team from scoring on offense you're trying to put as many points on the board on defense you want to make sure you keep the game with you know tight so you give your offense an opportunity to score on offense you don't want to go three and out all the time because you make your defense tired. You see what's going on? So your both teams are working together. Okay? So if if on if on offense you know that your defense is tired, run that ball. And so this is the same thing with marketing and sales. So where I'm coming from on this is not so much that I'm trying to like say that sales is not smart and in there but what I'm saying is that Sales should not influence everything for a marketing strategy. Sales should give tidbits of information that allows you, as a strategic leader in marketing for your facility and property company, to make better decisions, to bring in better leads, to increase pipeline, and to increase revenue. Do you see what I'm saying here? And so, you know, the sales team sees things from a different lens they see things from like a different perspective. It's not wrong, it's not right. They just see it from a different perspective. The marketing team sees things from a different perspective as well too. So an example would be is like, if I told the, market, the sales team like, hey guys, your open rates are, are, are at like 50% open rate, that's just through the roof. They're like, great, but that doesn't mean that I'm closing anything. And I'm like, okay, that's fair, all right i like, so what are your goals? What do you want? They're like, well, we want them to reply. We, we want them to do this. Okay, that's fair. So then let's work on that. And then we start increasing, then we start changing the strategy. But where I'm getting to is that we both see things a little differently from a different lens. Where I do see the value of, of, of sales though, in my opinion, is listening to their calls and the conversations that are going on. Listening to the, to the prospects on the phone what they're saying what their pain points are what they're scared of why they're why they're concerned about spending all this money on a vehicle wrap like like w- that is what is more valuable in my opinion and if you have a good salesperson the salesperson is leading them to basically talk themselves into purchasing that wrap or purchasing that product or that service so if you have a really good salesperson that salesperson isn't selling they are just leading them to make them think like fuck man i I should probably purchase this so you as a facility or property manager you as a sales leader shouldn't be leading i'm sorry you shouldn't be trying to sell it you should be doing enough discovery to where they're in their head they're like they're already pre-buying these things because i mean think about it they already know they have a pain point there's there's nothing worse than selling someone that doesn't want to buy something from you Why, why waste your time move on if someone is like remotely interested, be like, okay, I can talk to you. And then you build the case. And so where the value is, is that you as a marketing leader, listening to these phone calls, listening to these conversations, what the salesperson is saying, what they're like, what words are they saying to make the, 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 the prospect open up? What you know, what do they lead with? these different things, and then listening to what the the prospect or customer is saying to make them eventually purchase. When you start listening to these things, all of a sudden, your marketing strategy starts getting influenced the right way. Because what's going on is that sometimes, and this is not like saying that all salespeople are like this, I'm just saying this in general. We all get emotional with certain things They're like, well, my gut tells me it's this and this and this. And, and so I used to get that a lot in a lot of my conversations with our sales team. Like, you know what, guys, I understand that gut's an important thing, but like I can't make strategic decisions based on gut. So a great example is this, is that our team was like, hey, you know, we are getting a lot of leads that are coming, at, you know, after hours and you know, it's like, what would it look like if we just weren't, you know, running ads in the after hours? And I started running some data. Almost 50% of our leads come after hours. So guess what we're not doing? Turning off our ads on the after hours. That would be like the worst thing we can humanly do. But they brought something up. I looked into it and I'm like, yeah, this this does not make sense. Another thing they were asking for is like, hey. We don't want to have like the automated SMS go out at 2 a.m. If someone is doing a, you know, it becomes a lead at 2 a.m. I'm like, that's fair, but we can't do that. Well, we finally finally came out with a solution for this just like two days ago. And now if a lead comes in at 2 a.m., nothing goes out to them. So no SMS, no text message. I'm sorry, no uh, emails, nothing until the next day at 8 a.m. Pretty cool, right? So now it seems like it's a more authentic SMS and email that's going out because it's going out during business hours. And so that was something they brought up to me. I'm like, we can't do that. And then we finally came up with a fix with me working with our technology, our CTO um, and just using technology to leverage this. Now, there are other times where they're like, hey, we want the emails to have this, this and this in there. I'm like, yeah, that, that we can't do that. Well, why not? because we can only focus on one call to action and one call to action only. Well, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Like I want this option, like I don't care, but we're not gonna be sitting there confusing them. I go, when was the last time you sold somebody and you barfed on them and you told them everything that you do? I'm like, well, we would never do that. I go, the same thing happens with email. You focus on one thing. You want replies? We only focus on our emails to say reply for replies. You want meetings? We only focus on getting meetings. You want them to click on a link and purchase? then that email needs to be have one focus. So every email needs to have a focus linear like call to action. And so I, I just wanted to make this very clear that if you are a marketing leader, don't let sales influence your entire marketing strategy. The best way to do this is that you create the strategy, and we're gonna be doing this starting in Q4. You create the strategy for marketing, and then what you start doing is that you start sharing that strategy to the sales seem like, hey guys, this is what we're working on. So after listening to your phone calls and listening to some feedback and looking at some data and all this other stuff, it looks as though that we're not calling these types of leads because they don't seem as high quality. So we're wasting money here and we need to be shifting budget towards this you know, avenue. And it's going to be less leads, but they're going to be higher quality because they have a higher chance of converting. Makes sense? And you give them information so that no longer is it going to be like a gut feel. Now, am I saying that gut or instincts is not something that you should use in business? No, I'm not saying that. But sometimes we get emotional with things. And if your emotions are dictating the direction of your strategy, then guess what? Your strategy may not be honed in data. It may not be rooted in data. And so what I want you know you guys to understand is, is that your, your marketing should have a lot of data driven kind of actions. Now, I'm not saying that don't do things that are instinctively or gut wise or anything like that. I'm just simply implying be smart. Okay? So, listen to what your sales team has to say. You know, if they have feedback, listen to it. If it makes sense, great. If it doesn't, then don't implement it. You know, or or maybe you test things. And so I was getting lots of feedback from our sales team about certain things. And then I had pushback back on some of the stuff and then some of the things I actually decided to implement and some things worked, some things did not. And then we had to change course and we had to continue to go forward. But what I can tell you is, is that if I, if, if I had the sales team tell me every direction of the strat of marketing strategy, it would be, it would not make sense. So. It's just like having the defense telling the offense on how to play offense, or having the offense tell the defense how to play defense. It doesn't work like that. We're both shooting for the same goal. We're both shooting to win. We're both shooting to make more revenue. And so where I'm getting to is that don't allow like the the sales team to influence every little decision that you make as a marketing leader. Allow the, the sales team to like give you insight, you know, What I think the best thing to do is to take time and listen to those sales conversations, jump on the calls, listen to the recordings and just see and just listen. And then from there, I would also encourage you to go talk to the the director of sales or the VP of sales and ask them be like, Hey, how's this going? What about this? What about that? And then get a feel for that okay I've got this strategy that can help with this I'm noticing that when we get these types of leads that they're not doing well I think if we did this and we tweak this this can improve this does this make sense so that's where I'm getting to and so this is not a this is not a knock on sales like I was a salesperson that's how I came up to marketing is through sales some people don't know that it's like that I came through marketing through sales. I, I took a very unorthodox route into the marketing role as a CMO. I did not come in through like product development or I didn't come in through like brand or, um, or or like demand or lead generation, like a lot of like CMOs. I literally came through revenue, like through sales. And so what happened is that I got really good at listening to these conversations. I'm like, man. And and then I, I became one of the top sales team reps and I was a very rogue salesperson. Like I didn't follow instructions, I was extremely rogue, okay? Um, Like any true salesperson, right? And I had my process and this worked and this closed and people were like, or my, my leaders, my managers were like, I can't control this guy, but he's closing at a high rate. I don't understand, he needs to be following our processes, but I can't, he won't listen. And then I quit. So that's for another story. But I came through sales and so I got really good at listening and I got really good at um, understanding customer problems. And then what I would just do is I would just agitate the hell out of those problems. I would just keep pushing it and pushing it. And some people that don't understand sales marketing very well, they're like, that's just too pushy. I'm like, no, it isn't. I'm just asking more questions. There's nothing pushy about it. And then I'm asking them how that makes them feel. There's nothing pushy about that. It's just, it's just that when they verbally hear themselves like say like, damn, this sucks. And then they decide that they should move forward, then yeah, I knew the answer, but I wasn't gonna influence them to make that answer. I was just gonna keep asking them questions so they just talked themselves into it. And then they just bought it. That's how I did sales and that's how you should do marketing, is that you agitate the hell out of the problem or problems until they make the own decisions. So the thing about marketing is that marketing is sales, but it's at scale, all right? I'm gonna repeat that. Marketing is sales at scale. Most salespeople can only sell to one person. Marketing done correctly with the right copy, the right story, the right narrative, you do those things correctly, you can then sell at scale that sales can't clone. And then when you're selling at scale, the sales team is talking to like the most ideal people on the planet. And that is what you're looking for, okay? So that is my whole spiel on not taking a whole bunch of feedback from the sales team but being smart about filtering things that just make no sense whatsoever, okay? So if you found this podcast very good and you found value behind that, ask for three things, number one, Rate us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. Um, number two, make sure you take the time to share this podcast with other people. So either DM it or, or send it in a text message. And number three, the last one is connect with me on LinkedIn, all right? So if you're a new uh, listener to this podcast, find me on LinkedIn, connect with me. I wanna, I wanna know more about you. If you have questions about um, other marketing stuff in the facility and property management world, by all means, ask me, all right? So I'm happy to help You know, kind of uh, shape all that. And I know at the beginning of this podcast, I kind of went on a tangent a little bit. And it wasn't necessarily because I was upset by any means. The, the, the thing that I want everyone to be very clear and understand is that I, I want this industry to grow. And in my time being in the facility and property management world, marketing was the area that was horrible. Okay. Only a handful of companies actually are doing decent. Like I put it this way there are companies that are making $50 million annual revenue and they have a marketing coordinator. That is their marketing budget. The FN coordinator. You're making 50 million in revenue and you have a marketing coordinator? Like, so this person is fresh out of college or this is like their second or third job? I'm not knocking you if you're that person, I'm not. You are, be, you are just being placed in a very disadvantaged position. Because they're having high expectations out of you and they have, and they're making $50 million in budget, or I'm sorry, in, in revenue. So that is, that is not the most ideal position to be in, right? You are being set up to fail, is basically what it boils down to. So what I'm trying to get to is that like, I want these facility and property management companies to invest in a strategic approach to marketing. So if you're, if you're making good revenue for your business, then invest in like a fractional CMO at the very least. Don't hope that you can get a, a lot out of a, out of a marketing coordinator, okay? So I, I'm, if you're a marketing coordinator, I am not knocking you. Like listen to this podcast, get better, apply this, improve yourself, like do all those things, but you're being held at a disadvantage and that's not fair, okay, because you may not have like the the actual experience of a marketing manager or a director of marketing or VP of marketing. And it's not on you, it's not your fault. It's just that you've been put in a position and it, it doesn't work. And so I think that marketing should have its own seat at the table for these FM companies and PM companies. There should be literally a line to the CEO, okay? Where this person reports directly to the CEO, all right? I, I, and, and I'm gonna keep saying this, and I know some people are gonna be like, you're crazy, Javier. The companies that focus and in, in, in use marketing as a tool, just like the person that uses operations as a tool, and finance as a tool, and, a, and, and sales as a tool, is gonna to also succeed because that tool is gonna to start doing things that they never thought could happen, okay? I mean, I can tell you right now, like our company um, since me being there, we are on the verge of 4Xing revenue from last year, 4X. Is that all me? No, but I know I have a huge influence on that, like a huge one. Okay. And so I, where I'm coming from here is that like, I, I really do believe and I want to help this industry work and grow. I, I, but more importantly, what I want is I want these companies that want to grow, that are small to medium size, that are breaking ground, that are like the small people. I want you to have like a reason to have like a marketing leader help guide marketing initiatives and strategy for your company so that you can continue to sell and just crush it. And so if this podcast helps kind of create that avenue and, and, and that opportunity, then awesome. That's great. But my goal is to basically allow facility property management industry to know that marketing is a very very critical piece of the missing puzzle all right you get this piece down it's going to work like the companies like um, like Carigo, or you know like those guys have like marketing leaders in in, what's not even called Carigo anymore it's it's JLLT but like those SaaS companies that are creating like the CMMSs they have a marketing person but like You know, in their head, they're like, well, we have to. But then, like, there's other, like, um, IFMs that don't have a marketing person. And when I say don't have a marketing person, they don't have a marketing leader. And there should be one. All right. So, off my soapbox, I'm going to get off of this, but hope you guys understand where I'm coming from. This is not a knock on anyone. So, if your business is doing what I just kind of mentioned, I'm not knocking you. I'm simply saying, rethink your approach, man, so that. Your your company can grow. That's pretty much it. Because if you add marketing into 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 the world of of your facility company, it will grow. I promise you. All right, talk to, talk to everybody later. All right, guys. Thanks for taking a listen to our facility management marketing podcast secrets. Uh, this is your host Javier Lozano Jr. to hurt my feelings this is more for facility managers which are facility management companies that want to grow their business by using marketing. All right guys thanks a lot and have a great one.